I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to go through our rapid review of the Saturday games now from round six. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed both these ones. Fair few points scored, uh, especially in the first game. Obviously, we had the Penrith Panthers going head-to-head with the Manly Seagulls. Uh, a big win there for the Penny Panthers. And then the Canberra Raiders, one of the most courageous wins of the season. We'll talk about it more in a moment. But let's get stuck into the Penrith Panthers victory first. Wow, 5.30 p.m. It was the early game here. There was only two games on Saturday, and the Panthers, good God, they put on a show. Uh, 44-12, conceding only 12 points. Obviously, tries off kicks and whatnot. Tommy Travojevic, uh, they were incredible. A try off a kick for Jason Sarber, try off a kick for Tom Travojevic. Defensively, this team is just on another fucking level. Uh, at the end of round six last year, they were conceding on average 13 points per game. This year, it's down to 12.8. So they've actually improved their defense despite everything that has changed, everything that has gone wrong. So many changes here for the Penrith Panthers. Defense has improved. I know what you're thinking. It's only by 0.2. But when you already had the best defense in the league to make it better despite losing Viliami Kikau, despite losing Apikorosau. You know, this week, without James Fisher-Harris, Liam Martin's been out for three weeks now. They've brought in rookie after rookie after new guy to the team, Luke Garner, Zach Hosking, all these guys. Sonny Luke, they just... Taruva, they just keep on performing. They've lost Taylor May, who was one of the best wingers in the competition last year. They've lost him. They actually haven't missed him, which has been fucking unbelievable. It has been incredible what this Penrith Panther side has managed to do. And I understand improving by 0.2 points per game might not seem like much, but when you've already got the best defense in the league by a country mile, to somehow improve on that, despite not playing very well in the first three to four weeks, despite losing key guys, 
It really is fucking incredible, and it is full credit to this side. They also lost their defensive assistant coach, the guy that was in charge of that last year. So this is just all culture, what they're doing. Shout-out to Dylan Edwards. Four meat pies. Uh, incredible stuff. Scored it in the first 52 minutes as well. Had three tries in the first 33 minutes. Edwards was on fire. His combination with Nathan Cleary was tremendous. And you, it kind of feels like Nathan Cleary has just turned that corner in the last few weeks of just going all right, I'm the best fucking player in this competition. I'm going to show you week in, week out. He is just, when you're drowning for water and he, and he can help you up, he puts a hose in your mouth at the moment. Nath, he's looking tremendous. Shout out to Dill Edwards, though. A fantastic game. A lot of people calling him for, for him to play Origin this year on the wing or for him to play fullback if Teddy's not there. I personally don't think they will take that avenue. I'd be more than happy to see Dylan Edwards play Origin. But I'm not convinced he ever is going to play Origin, unfortunately. And I know that's brutal, and I know it's unlucky. And I think he'll be one of the—I think he'll be regarded as one of the best players to never play Origin. I really hope I'm wrong because I hope he's given an opportunity. But I just can't see him getting picked on the wing personally. I think that he's an out-and-out -out fullback. I know he played wing in the under twenties and stuff, but I just think in first grade he's an out-and-out -out fullback. So. Brutal for Dylan Edwards. I think he's going to be the Luke Patton of this generation, but just heaps more talented than Luke Patton, respectfully, to the general, a great player. But you look at what Dylan Edwards has already achieved, two premierships, a Clive Churchill medal. Um, he's just on another level at the moment, Dill, but I just think he's going to be so fucking unlucky in his career. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's brutal to watch. We already spoke about Nath. He's doing tremendously well. Brian Toto, fuck, he just doesn't stop Brian Toto. The amount of work he gets through is unbelievable. 246 metres in this game. He was everywhere again. He just... Uh, and it's off 20 runs, so it's not like he took 30 runs. 20 runs, 246 run metres, three line breaks, a try assist... Uh, try himself. He was everywhere, Brian Toto. So credit to him. Uh, Stephen Crichton threw a brilliant cutout ball for him off a great Nath Cleary run to score. Uh, look, this Panther side, it's hard to compliment them each week because they, like, they, they've been really consistent the last few weeks. It's been the same and stuff. Uh, obviously, Isaac Tungo ran for another 190 metres at centre of 13 runs. I've been saying this for a long time. All this guy needs is a little bit of good ball and he will dominate. He, he, he got a forced drop out as well. That kick that he put into the in goals, he's had this in his game for a while. We just haven't seen enough of it. The Panthers, they're really warming to the task. I'm hearing that Luke Garner will be available next week, but I don't think he will get a starting spot back. I think that is just about done. I think you will see Liam Martin. He will jump over to the left side, and Zach Hosking, he will stay on the right side. So very, very exciting times. Uh, Matty Eisenhuth, I thought he was tremendous. To think that they they won this game by so much without James Fisher-Harris, one of the best front rowers in the world and the alpha in this pack, and without Liam Martin, who, in my opinion was top three players on the field in the grand final. He was the best player in the semifinal for the Kangaroos, and he was in the top three players in the grand final of the World Cup. So, you know, you could argue that the most recent three biggest games, Liam Martin's been in the top three players on the field there without him, and they don't miss a beat. This Panthers team, they are off their fucking heads. 44 points, simply incredible. Shout-out to Moses Leota, really took over a lot there and was tremendous. I think he's one of the most underrated players in this competition, Moses Leota. Uh, Zach Hosking, just goes about his work, just goes about his work, does his thing, plays 80 minutes, runs his 130 metres, has a couple of tackle breaks, has three offloads in there, makes his 31 tackles, only missed two. He's an absolute freak. Isaiah Yo, just another shift at the office. We take we, we take for credit what he does every single week. Ran for 210 metres off 28 runs. And I'll tell you what, a lot of the time we try and see, oh, is, is it 10 metres, is it 10 run, is it 10 metres per run, blah, blah, blah. This is 28 runs for 210. Mate, some of the carries he took were the shittest fucking carries that no one wants to deal with. And Isaiah, yo, he just makes it look easy. Um, Sonny Luke. Wow. 
Uh, we've been talking about him for a long time and telling you guys that when he can just get minutes on the park, this Panther side will look completely different. And uh, if you couldn't see it the other night, I can't help you. Sonny Luke is an absolute freak. He is so good around the ruck. He's one of the craftier hookers in this competition. His ruck recognition is second to none. He is fantastic. So quick over those two or three metres around the ruck, but also he knows how to run with tempo. So he knows how to slow up the play of the ball. You saw that try that he set up, fades to the right, comes back slowly, knew he had them beat, so just straighten up. Didn't overplay his hand, did what he had to do, just got Scotty Sorensen one-on-one, and he's impossible to stop from there. The kick that he put in for Nathan Cleary, I mean, the touch on that is unbelievable. To put it between the line and make it sit between the defensive line and between a receding defensive line, and Tommy Turbo coming forward, and just to make it sit in that moment, such a hard kick to execute. This guy makes such hard things look so easy. He has just got to stay fit. It is night and day the difference when he is on the field compared to when Mitch Kenny's on the field. Mitch Kenny, great in defense, though. There's no doubt in that. I think Mitch Kenny still has got a spot in this team. But Sonny Luke, 25 tackles, zero missed. He might be a smaller guy. Uh, but, geez, he shows a jersey every single time, Sonny Luke. So I really do think the Penrith Panthers, they're heading somewhere pretty special. I, I've got them as my favorites to win this comp. I've said it all along. Even when people were bagging them at the World Club Challenge, bagging them, losing to the Broncos, losing to Parramatta, all this shit, they are the best team in this competition still for me in defense matters. They conceded 12 points on the weekend, which personally I think they'll be really disappointed by. They conceded 12 points off kicks. Now, I would argue Jason Saab scored a try off the kick. He's the fastest bloke on the field. Very hard to handle if you just get your kick half right. The other one was literally a drop ball from Brian Tyo. Like, didn't even really earn that try. It was a shit kick, let's be honest here. What the Panthers are doing is... It's tremendous. It really is unbelievable what they're doing at the moment. Not a single player had more than two missed tackles for the Penrith Panthers on the weekend. That scramble is unbelievable. We already spoke about earlier today comparing... I forget whose forward pack it was. I think it might have been the... Oh, I can't remember who it was. But we spoke about someone's forward pack and how many missed tackles are in the forward pack. Leota missed zero, missed one. Mitch Kenny missed one. Eisenhuth missed two. Sorensen didn't miss any. Hosking missed two. Isaiah Yo didn't miss any. So their starting forward pack altogether missed a grand total of six tackles. Fucking unbelievable, this Panther side. They're going to be very, very hard to beat this year. Uh, and you feel like they're just starting to warm up now. It's terrifying. For the Manly Seagulls, uh, obviously come up against a very, very good footy side here. We're played off the park. They'll be very disappointed with this performance. They'll be very disappointed with their defense, as they should be. They're a team that isn't looking to compete for a top eight spot. They're a team that should be aiming to win a premiership this year. Um, and, I mean, that's... That's almost 80 points they've conceded in two weeks, close to, I think it's 78 or 76. So simply not good enough. There is no excusing it. It came up against a good footy side. I understand that. Uh, but defense has got to improve. Obviously, without Josh Schuster, uh, didn't make life easy, but I personally don't think he would have made a difference. I still think it would have been the same result. Didn't think it really changed anything. Lost Riven Garrick in about the 25th minute, which hurt him as well. That was a stinger, no doubt about it. Once again, Probably don't think it changes anything. I think one question mark has got to be around Kelma Tualangi. Now, something to consider. Kelma, obviously playing on that left edge. That's where Josh Schuster played on that left edge. Was so good. They have got options at 5'8", KO Weeks, Cooper Johns, who have come in and done jobs. Kelma, his his defense on the weekend was all over the place. Some of the missed tackles and some of the misreads he had there, uh, just disgraceful. Seven missed tackles, uh, made 25. Seven missed tackles, three ineffective. So uh, I don't want to go too harsh on Kelma because I, I, I've you know I've spoken him up throughout this season because he has done some tremendous things. But 
Jeez, I'll tell you what, some of the defensive efforts that he put in the other night, a lot, a lot of question marks around him there. So, a bit of pressure on him. We'll see how he responds over the next few weeks. Hopefully, he is given another opportunity because he has shown his huge upside in attack. And it wasn't that long ago, Jeremiah Nanai was missing eight, nine, ten tackles per game. We're all going, oh my God, what the fuck is going on here? And he's got, you know, he obviously turned his season around. He obviously went and played Origin and everything. So, people have these bad games. Kelmer's had an absolute shocker the other night in defense. Hopefully, he can turn it around because he's a really talented guy who I personally think has got a big future in our game. But, yeah, very, very tough night at the office there for Kelman Tuolungi. Uh, outside of that, look, not much to report on here. KO Weeks uh, played 5-8 there. Didn't look too bad. Once again, very hard to judge him in this game. Uh, defensively, got caught out a couple of times as well. But between him and Kelma, it just wasn't pretty out there, realistically. Uh, yeah, look, I'm not reading too far into this game for Manly. They came up against a very good opposition. They got played off the park. If I was the Manly Seagulls, I'd be, I'd be licking my wounds after this. I'd be taking lessons, but I wouldn't focus on it too much. I would just say to them, hey... If we want to win a comp this year, that's the team we've got to beat at some point. We're not going to win a premiership without beating them at some point. We're a long way off where we need to be. I think it's pretty evident at the moment that Tommy Trevojevic is nowhere near his absolute best. Um, nowhere even close to it. I mean, he still puts up decent numbers. Actually, they're, they're, they're not that impressive from this game. Sorry, I'll take that back. A couple of tackle breaks, 100-odd metres. Pretty disappointing, actually. Uh, but I think it's pretty evident that... He is nowhere near his absolute best at the moment. So, interesting to see what happens with Tommy Turbo over the next few weeks. I've heard that he is in doubt, but apparently he's come out and said that he will play next week against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, and if the Storm managed to get that one, all of a sudden you're looking at Manly going, hold on, conceded 32 points against Newcastle, didn't get the win there, went to Penrith, conceded 44, two tries off kicks. And Melbourne, I don't know. This could all stack up very quickly for the Manly Seagulls after what looked like such a promising start to the season. Hopefully they can turn it around, uh, but no doubt whatsoever, a very disappointing evening there for the Manly Seagulls. All right, let's move to the next game. What a cracker this was. Brisbane Broncos and the Canberra Raiders. Brisbane Broncos, red-hot favourites in this one. Myself and Timmy Williams said on the uh, Beers and Break Evans podcast this week that we thought the Canberra Raiders would put up a good fight. And I genuinely believe that. I didn't think they'd win, but I thought they'd put up a good fight. Then Joe Tappanay got ruled out, and I just went, no, nah, they can't compete with this Brisbane Broncos forward pack without Joe Tappanay. I thought he would have to be the leader. Corey Horsburgh stepped up into that role, and my God, what a win by the Canberra Raiders. Apparently, Ricky Stewart went very, very physical at training this week and just said, hey, we're stuck in a corner here. No one's going to let us out. We're going to have to fucking fight our way out of it. And good God, didn't they fight their way out of it, the Canberra Raiders? Really, really impressive performance. Really, really gutsy performance. I think Corey Horsburgh at 13, I absolutely love him now. I've obviously got him in my draft team, but I just, I think he's been underutilized the last few weeks, and I can't understand why with Ricky Stewart. Comes on against the Sharkies, scores two tries, absolutely fucking kills it. Gets under the skin of Royce Hunt. That's the sort of guy he is. Then plays the next two games for 30-odd minutes. Then plays in this game for 72 minutes at lock. I don't know. I just can't work out what Ricky Stewart does with his rotation sometimes. I think Corey Horsburgh has to be a big-minute guy in this footy side. I think he has to be at 13. I think you leave Elliot Whitehead out on his edge, put Joe Tappanay back into the side, uh, and the Canberra Raiders could have a very good footy side all of a sudden. Xavier Savage coming back pretty soon. So I think what you'd see then is Seb Chris go back to the centers uh, and maybe you move Jared Croker to the wing. Maybe Jared Croker drops out of the side. I don't know, uh, but I just think... 
you got to keep Seb Christian there somewhere. Maybe he plays on the wing. I'd be okay with that as well for him to jump out on the wing outside Jared Croker. I think that could work well. I think Jared Croker looked really good the other night, did some really good things, especially going up against Reese Walsh and them who are just lightning quick. And I wouldn't have backed in Jared Croker to handle himself in this game a year ago. He just wouldn't have been able to keep up with the pace of the game. But thought he did really well here. Stats weren't great. Let's be honest here. Uh, eight runs. For 58 metres, you need to be doing more work than that, but he isn't that sort of guy. What I love, though, was that not too many train wrecks in defence, like what we were saying last year. Zero missed tackles, did have four ineffective tackles, uh, but I thought he handed himself pretty well. There was the moment where Reese Walsh beat him with speed and Reese Walsh passed it instead of just putting the ball down, which blew my mind. I couldn't believe it, but... I think Jared Croker definitely gets a pass from the other night. Goal kicked really well as well. So, shout out to him. Sensational to see. Matty Timoko, he just keeps doing the damn thing. I love this bloke. 14 runs, 148 metres. Had a line break assist. Had a try assist. Three tackle breaks. Um, 12 tackles, two miss. You can cop that. Uh, I love what he's doing at the moment. Jordy Rapana scored two tries in just typical Jordy Rapana fashion. Uh, and then, of course, the moment came at the back end of the game. I really don't know how I feel about this. I, I've listened to people come at come at me with both sides of the arguments, and I get both sides of it. I'm I'm still not totally convinced on what my thoughts. Are. I'm really looking forward to sitting down with with uh, Timmy and Kempi, who obviously both had a horse in the race, and Maddie, and discussing this one tomorrow. But I mean, I do understand from the point of view that if you make head contact, however it might be, uh, penalty. I get it. We're protecting players. I understand that, but I just. I don't know what more Marty could have done in that moment at the same time. I mean, if someone's going to fall into your knees, what are you meant to do? I just, it's, it's a tough one, eh? I understand what the NRL is doing. I understand the arguments of people saying it should be a penalty. I get that. Uh, but I just, I don't know what Marty was meant to do. It all happened so quickly. It was late in the game. They're all exhausted. I just, yeah, I really don't know the answer, guys. I I hear both sides of the arguments, and I don't necessarily disagree with either side. Uh, it's, it's just a tough one. And, you know, you could argue that it ultimately did decide this game. But I did think that Canberra did enough to win this game. I thought they were good enough to win this game. So, yeah, it, it's a tough one. I, I I really honestly don't know which way to go there uh, with that one. But I did really enjoy this game. I, I thought it was an absolute cracker. Uh, I thought it was just so impressive to see what the Canberraers did and how Ricky Stewart managed to get his guys up. He always just finds a way to do this, Ricky. He's sort of – you never really see it coming, or quite often I don't see it coming anyway. I find it so hard to predict when his Canberraers are going to do this stuff. But – Geez, they stood and delivered for their coach uh, in this game. And uh, tremendous effort to go to Suncorp and beat Brisbane up there at the moment. Uh, not many teams are capable of doing that. And I, I didn't think the Broncos were one of those sides, to be honest with you. But I've managed to get it done. So shout out to them. A tremendous effort. Very, very impressive stuff. You absolutely love to see it. Let's move over to the Brisbane Broncos. Um, yeah, I mean... Ugh. I don't know. I'm keen to talk to Kempi more about this one tomorrow, but, you know, they had their opportunities. I thought, obviously, Reese Walsh, he got across the line, didn't put the fucking ball down, passed instead. Um, their forwards, I thought they, they they competed well in this game. I just thought the Canberra Raiders were legitimately really up for this one. Payne Haas is just off his head. 58 minutes, he ran for 203 metres from 22 runs, 68 post-contact metres. He had six tackle breaks. He had five offloads, and he made 29 tackles and missed none. He is a cheat code. He is like nothing we have seen before. He is an unbelievable front row forward. Paddy Carrigan was solid once again, as per usual. Um, but, 
Yeah, look, Brisbane, they, it's hard to be up all the time. Uh, they'll be disappointed with this one. There's no doubt about it. Their standards aren't here and there anymore. It's we win and we win every single week. So they will be disappointed with this one. But, I mean, you weren't going to go undefeated forever, realistically. Ricky Stewart really had his boys upped and primed for this one. I think this is the reality for the Broncos now. They are the hunted now. Yeah, they're not the hunters. They are the hunted. Teams are looking at the Brisbane Broncos, same as they're looking at the Penrith Panthers, these sort of guys, and going, hey, we're going to test ourselves against these guys this weekend. So I think the Brisbane Broncos need to get used to it. And I think that I think Kevin Walters will quietly, I don't think he'll make a big deal out of it, but I think he'll be quietly happy uh, with how this one sort of played out, that they got their pants pulled down in a game they should have won against the Raiders team without Jack Whiten, without Joe Tappanay. I think the Broncos throughout the years, they are get throughout the weeks, they are going to need a couple of games like this to just go, hey, you're a fucking good footy side but you need to perform every single week or teams will catch you out. So I think on the low-key, Kev Walters, I think he'd be okay with it. I think he'd be excited to go, okay, we got through our first month. It was tremendous, but then we lost a game that we never should have lost at home with the Raiders missing by far and away their two biggest stars. A good opportunity for them to regroup, get themselves back together. Reese Walsh, as I said, should have scored that try, didn't. Had a line break assist, had a try assist, had 12 tackle breaks. Selwyn Cobbo, eight tackle breaks himself. Uh, starting to sort out errors very slowly. Still had a few in this game. Three, just not good enough. Uh, but I think Selwyn is heading in the right direction. Uh, obviously, you've seen an attack, what he can do. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How on earth he scored that try, I will never know. I have got no fucking clue how he managed to get that ball down. It was incredible. Mentioned Reese Wallace, just his speed on either sides of the ruck, just unbelievable. Obviously, he should have set up that try for Selwyn Cobbo, completely fucked that one up, but uh, good God, he's talented, Reese Walsh. Scary how far he can go. There was a moment late where Adam Reynolds made a bit of a break. Corey Horsburgh came up with a cracking tackle, unreal stuff. I know we're talking Broncos, but I just remembered that tackle from Corey Horsburgh. That was fantastic. Um, yeah, look, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say about Brisbane, to be honest with you guys. I want to see how they respond to this. We've seen them high and loud and proud and enjoying themselves, and this is our home and all this shit. This is the sort of stuff I want to see from the Broncos, and I'm fine with them doing that stuff. I'm all for it. I'm fine with them having pride in their performances and in you know their home stadium. I absolutely love that, to be honest with you. But it's now what I, I want to see how the Broncos respond to this, and this is where you learn a lot about footy sides, especially young footy sides, how they're going to respond to a loss like that, how they're going to bounce back. They play the Titans next week, who are going pretty well. Titans playing Big Brother. They'll be out for this one. It is on the Gold Coast. I think Brisbane, if they are a legitimate footy side this year, they should be aiming to really put the sword through a Gold Coast Titans team that's probably missing Kieran Foran and a Gold Coast Titans team that's missing AJ Brimson as well. They should be up for this one and they should do a number on the Titans. But Titans at home on the Gold Coast, they'll be up for it as well. I just want to watch how the Broncos respond to their first loss of the season because they have been tremendous so far this year. They've been fantastic. 
But this is where you learn about footy sides, how they respond to their losses, how they respond to their disappointing performances. And there's no doubt whatsoever the other night was a disappointing performance for the Brisbane Broncos. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 